the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow It's Sunday, 4 o'clock. And what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. And every Sunday, I'm here with you. Most of you longtime listeners, regular listeners. Some uh, brand new to the show. Some right here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Others listening coast to coast and even uh, internationally uh, through live streaming. Some of you join uh, on Facebook, which I invite all of you to do. Follow me on Facebook, Andrew Parker, on LinkedIn as well. But uh, if you're on Facebook, you can see us live. That's right. Live broadcasting each week, talking politics, Israel, and the law. Only smart, plain talk. That's all it is. And we often talk about subjects that you're talking about during the week, but maybe uh, presenting them in a bit of a different way or presenting a different angle than you have considered. We're going to do that again today. The theme of our show today, Can We Walk This Path Together? Something I've wanted to talk about for a few years now, and I want to dedicate today's show to that theme. You know, this certainly uh, is a democracy. It is a free country, the freest in the entire world. Some place a good deal of emphasis and pride on that fact. Others view it as important, but not as important as other things. And we're going to talk about the differences that we have and whether in this free democratic society, which is a republic, remember, uh, our Constitution is cracking. Is it fracturing? Is it dissolving before our eyes as polarization becomes the watchword that everybody knows is going on out there and everyone is wringing their hands and 
most are upset about it. Has it got a life of its own where we cannot walk this path together? When you go to family dinners and even those closest to you, your own blood, turn against you because of your political views, because of your worldviews, which may be far different than others in your family, those you grew up next to, those you have always had much love for. And what happens when that occurs? Whether they like, you know, in, in good faith, whether they like it or not, they may look at you differently. And those are your closest relations. What about those who are friends? Or what about those who are more distant than that and merely acquaintances? Do those fractures within society put the kind of pressure on this Constitution, on this union that we have created, such that it at some point, becomes impossible to go forward. Have you thought about it? Probably for a few minutes, then your head starts to hurt and you move on to the next thing. But really dig dig a little deeper. We're going to do that uh, today on the show. It's just one hour, because if we spent more than one hour, like I say, your head's going to explode and you move on. Uh but we're going to uh, we're going to raise some interesting questions for you to think about. Give us a call during this hour six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. I know you have it jotted down on your yellow pad there. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Jot this down as well. Uh, we're hoping to have Congressman Pete Stauber on the show next week representative of uh, the northern part of Minnesota, northeastern part, Duluth and vicinity, all the way down to uh, Anoka. Well, no, north north of, uh, I don't think it reaches all the way to uh, Anoka. Uh, but uh, Pete Stauber will be here to reprise his visit to the Victory Hour, he's been on, oh, geez, three, four, five times. He uh, attributes some of his success, his electoral success, to the Victory Hour. Yes, he does. And he has been quite successful and looks to continue to represent the 8th Congressional District here in the state of Minnesota. He'll be on next week, hopefully. And the week after, we'll have Attorney General candidate Doug Wardlow on the show. Uh, very, very good attorney, Doug Wardlow, will be with us to talk about uh, his race for attorney general. We had last week Dr. Scott Jensen on. Go to uh, my podcast, Andrew Parker. Just pull up your podcast app and plug her in. You'll see uh, two, three hundred uh, episodes of uh, the show. But last week, you will find Dr. Scott Jensen's appearance here on the Victory Hour and the Andrew Parker podcast. If 
few weeks ago, Sheriff Hutchinson was on the show, and and that has gotten some notoriety. Go to the Andrew Parker podcast and pull that one up. Uh, we hope to have, in addition to Scott Jensen, who was on last week, uh, gubernatorial candidate Paul Gazelka on the show in February, and hopefully Kendall Qualls uh, on the show in February as well, both also running for governor and for seeking the Republican endorsement. Gazelka, Jensen, Qualls, who's it going to be? Who's going to run against Tim Walls? Who has the best chance? So that'll be coming up on the show, uh, on on upcoming uh, shows. I want to talk for a minute about, well, a couple of minutes, about uh, about our classrooms and about our workplaces. So many issues have become divisive that these places once which had a clear mission Our work is to get the job done, to advance the company's purpose and mission, to improve the bottom line, our schools to learn from a broad base of understanding and teaching, curiosity, open debate and discussion. Nowadays, you recall bullying by students against others, by employees against other employees, has occurred in the workplace and it's become actually a legal claim. But much more recent is arguably even more disturbing, or at least as disturbing, And that's the examples of bullying that occur because you don't believe what I believe. Bullying by the woke snowflakes. No, you cannot say that around me. It it triggers me. And you are harming me. That sort of talk is bullying. No, in fact, the bullying is from those that shut down discourse. That say you can't use this word or that word. And there was a time when there were a few words on that list that virtually everyone could agree were appropriate on that list. Now, you don't know when you're going to step in the pothole of words. Because the list has become so long. So I just want to suggest that what society has now accepted is bullying to shut people down. Microaggression and PC political wokeness has become a weapon of choice 
the speech police, the identity police, the equity diversity police. If you don't view the world the way they that you that they do, you are a racist. You're a white supremacist. It's not that you disagree in good faith and good heart. It's that you're a racist or a white supremacist, and you better toe the line that uh, that we believe in, or we will run you out of here. We'll run you out of the school. We'll get you suspended or disciplined, or we'll run you out of your job. And it's happened to many. Woke bullying. It is the new reality. And it's been going on for a few years now. Nobody's calling it out. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid to raise it. Well, that's the beginning of what we're going to talk about on this show, and that's can we walk this path together. Stay with us. Give us a call if we have time. We'll get you on the air, but we are chock full Today on the Victory Hour, 651-289-4488 is the number. We'll take a quick break. Go to ParkerDK.com. Stay tuned. If it's Friday night, I'm at the ball game and first thing Saturday, if it don't rain. Well, I caught my wife with another man, and it cost me 99. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. This is Andrew Parker, and if you were listening on the other side of the break, we were talking about the topic of today's show, Can We Walk This Path Together? And we opened with a uh, short montage about bullying at schools or in the workplace. And it is not the kind of bullying that the law has recognized, that is bullying by kids toward another kid in terms of picking on uh, the innocent uh, and uh, beating up on him, nor is it Uh, Bullying in the workplace based on sex or some other protected class. Rather, it is woke bullying. And it is happening now to shut down those who disagree with the powers within the school or, or within the workplace. And when I say powers, I'm talking about the PC culture the microaggression culture. If you were to say, for example, uh, I am opposed to the oppression going on at the southern border. You know, you could get shut down in in an instant as a racist and drummed out. Pretty soon, the work performance that they all lauded as fabulous became eh, shoddy in their view by you. And you're gone. You're out. 
We've got a uh, quick story about uh, bullying from John in St. Louis Park. John, welcome to the Victory Hour. Yes, hello. I just wanted to share a quick story. I lived in a single-family home in East St. Louis Park, and I put up one of those thank you police signs. I'm, I'm, I would guess that you've seen those sure. here and there in the city. Sure. And all it says is just thank you, St. Louis Park Police. And when I put that out, my home was vandalized three times thereafter. The first thing they did was they poured some weird substance on my front step. And then later on, maybe a week later, they um, um, poured, uh, no, let's see, the week later, they, they um, broke one of my basement windows. Yeah. And then following that, they took apart my uh, wooden fence that I had in the backyard. And at first, I didn't know why this was all happening, because I hadn't had any confrontations with any of my neighbors or anything. But uh, eventually, I caught on. This must be due to the police signs. Yes. When I took down the police sign, the, the vandalism stopped. If you are silent, if you not, do not express your First Amendment right of expression and your personal views, you might be left alone for a while. But, oh, your story, and I am sorry you had to go through it, is not uncommon. It is not rare. It, in fact, is very common. And that's why law and order is so important. That is illegal. When people express their views, they should not be attacked. And in any event, vandalism is illegal. And it will continue, and it will be used to shut people's expression down. It'll be used to diminish the marketplace of ideas, the public square, and the debate that goes on in the public square. It'll be used to diminish that. And when that occurs, that's the beginning of the end of our free society because it is one of the cornerstones that makes this country as great as it is. And it's horrific to hear that 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 type of thing has happened, but you all know about it. You all know someone who has suffered it if you haven't suffered it uh, yourself. So that needs to stop. The march of the woke culture needs to stop, and it is being carried very gingerly in a nice basket with a ribbon on it by the Democratic Party. If it did not have a home in either of the two primary political parties in this country, it would have died. It would have died the death that many other fringe element political movements have died in the past. But no, it is being carried by the Democratic Party. And that is why this is different than previous such movements. And it is a direct assault, a direct assault on our freedoms. Not freedom to go and require people to worship in a certain way, 
Not freedom to control people, but freedom to debate in the public square, like I said, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And it is the left now that is shutting that down. We have another caller from uh, St. Paul. Mike, welcome to the uh, Victory Hour. Hi, Andrew. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm on speakerphone, so I'm going to see switch over. Yeah, I. You were talking about bullying, and and of course, it's not, you know, free speech is obviously an important uh, that needs to be defended. But one of the things I'm seeing, and is I have a nine year old kid. He's in grade school. Um, he's healthy, et cetera. But they continue to insist that he wear a mask, even though the the research that I've looked at, the, it shows no benefit for wearing a mask. Even in N95, I think it's going to be nearly impossible for the third grader to. But I, I it, it, you know, he has no risks for himself as far, you know, virtually zero risk for himself and kids passing, you know, COVID on to adults is, is like, uh, you know, I don't know, hen's teeth. And so I see this as, to me, as sort of a form of bullying. Um, and it's creating, you know, I think in a lot of these kids, some anxiety, uh, some needless anxiety and needless fear in their minds. And I, I, I feel like we're, these kids are getting bullied. Well, there's, you know, it's a very good fight. It yeah, it's a very good point, Mike, and it is difficult to fight. The courts have not been uh, friendly to such claims, as you know. Our firm represents twenty hospital workers who were fired from their job for refusing the vaccine. It's a different issue, a slightly different issue. Uh, It is a stronger legal claim. We have sued the Northfield hospitals uh, for for their blanket denial of the exemption applications by our uh, plaintiff group. Uh, But the school mask issue is an issue we have looked at very closely. It's a difficult issue for uh, our legal system to handle. It shouldn't be, but it is. But the reality that you state is, is absolutely correct. We have talked about since the beginning of COVID on this show a number of times, dozens of times, I would say, uh, over that time frame about COVID and about the realities of COVID, about the numbers as it relates to COVID, about how Sweden has dealt with COVID, about how how uh, uh, Florida and Texas have dealt with COVID versus uh, New York or California, similarly sized large states, how they have all dealt with it gotten very similar results, far worse handling of it, though, in New York and, uh, and California, shutting down the economy, et cetera, harming people. And in the schools, Mike, as you point out, it's criminal. It's, it, it, it really is criminal. What is happening with our kids? For what? The risk is, is less than the flu. Less than the flu. It's outrageous. And while there may have been a time months ago where there may have been some science or the numbers may have supported it on the edge, on the margin, no public policymaker who is serious can develop the argument to suggest that masks 
are warranted in elementary school or in high school. Unless there is some sort of a health condition, in which case accommodation can be made, there is no basis for it. Uh, Mike from Burnsville on the other side of uh, this break will try to get to you. We are going to continue to talk about can we walk this path together? Such disagreement, such discord. But we're a republic. We we are unified uh, behind uh, our Constitution. Yes, even the left haven't said, let's tear up the Constitution. Some have, some have. But I don't think the Democratic Party has gotten to the point of saying, let's tear up the Constitution. Now, they may get there. I don't know. I'm not saying that they will. All my Democrat friends, who I have many, uh, I'm not saying that. And by the way, one of the reasons I have many is because I, I listen. I don't accuse. And those on the other side, uh, you know, uh, who, who do accuse and do start to throw out the epithets that we all hear, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, you know, they, they are not as friendly with me as they used to be. That's just a reality. But it's good to be able to talk to uh, those who disagree so we can all learn. And that's the way we are able to walk this path together. We'll be right back after this short break. Go to ParkerDK.com. You'll learn about Parker Daniels' keyboard. And it's a heck of a, it's a, heck of a website. And you can get all the episodes of, of the Victory Hour as well. We'll be right back. Must be what we all are. If you're listening to this show, you must be, right? Redneck. Yeah, let's call them names when we don't have an argument on the facts. We're the boys around here. You know, and, and I feel badly because, you know, earlier in the show, I used the phrase, these woke snowflakes. You know, that's kind of a derogatory phrase. I don't mean to be derogatory. I, I disagree with their view uh, of the world uh, that they should be able to dictate uh, the feelings, intentions, <clears throat> and ideas of others and narrow the boundaries of acceptability to what they believe. Anything else is unacceptable. Uh, and they cloak themselves in the cloak of unacceptability by saying, you have triggered me, you have harmed me, uh, because they are so sensitive. Uh, I am a man walking down the street, but I go by her, and you called me him. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I, I didn't. No, 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 no. You know, you... Uh, You'll be punished for that. We've got Mike from Burnsville joining the Victory Hour. Mike, thanks for calling. What do you got? 
Thanks for taking my call, Mr. Parker. You bet. What do you got today, Mike? Well, I got a few things. Um, I guess what I call is uh, another name for a bully is a tyrant. Yep. And uh, it seems like we have a culture of tyranny going on. Yep. Um, the gentleman from St. Louis Park, people may be interested to know that Mr. George Soros funds a lot of these DAs, and this has been discussed in detail even in Senate hearings by Ted Cruz. They will, some, some of these DAs that Soros is backing are not going after criminals. Um, no, they're letting them out, in fact. Uh, you know, they pick them up. The police are trying to do their job. They pick them up, and the DAs do not prosecute. More than that, they uh, let them out. And uh, you can see the, I mean, just the insanity and the criminality that's going on. If you've seen any of the photos of the rail yards in L.A. County where the trains are essentially pillaged. And I think uh, Union Pacific has drafted a letter. And that that D.A. there, guess who funded him? That's George Soros's money there. So, in other words, if you, if you have people that are funding this criminal, this this element, your society is going to break down and we need police. We need order in our society, but getting back again to the culture of tyranny and some of these vaccines and children, all anybody really has to do is watch the exchanges between Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. And I think any reason mind person will come to the determination that Dr. Fauci is actually a fraud. Yeah, no, there's, you know, Mike, you, you make a very good point. It is established when you watch the live legislative testimony of Fauci and the fact that emails are read to him, things in his own voice, in his own hand, and he just blatantly denies it. I have seen it in the courtroom, uh, done a number of trials where you put the black and white in front of the witness and they still deny what everyone can see. Those cases usually end up with big verdicts when they are the defendant. We're talking about can we walk this path together? And I want to go through a few reasons that might give us pause, but also might get us thinking. My hope is that considering these things, we can find a way to embrace those who disagree. There is going to be a liberal party in this country. There has always been and there will always be. It, does, it, it, it will not go away and it should not go away because it keeps the country sharp. As well, there will be a conservative party in this country. The problem is when either of them goes outside the bounds of our union and we're starting to see that happen. That is the fear, and that is the problem. George Soros, with all the money that he spends, would get nowhere if he did not have a political party to carry the water, a political party for these local elected officials to run under and to get support from, machinery to get the vote out. If, you know, he wouldn't get them elected if he didn't have a party that was willing to elect them. And we're talking about DAs, we're talking about school boards, 
We're talking about local elected officials in state legislatures. That's who George Soros is funding. And this isn't some conspiracy theory. Anytime you bring up the name George Soros, people think, oh, you use him as a boogeyman and, you know, you're just a conspiracy buff. No, it's a fact. He, he all but admits it now. And why shouldn't he? He's got, the, he's got a right to spend his money the way he wants to politically. In fact, it's been, a, you know, it's a freedom of speech issue that Republicans and conservatives have supported for many, many years. That is, individuals shouldn't be restricted in the way in which they decide to spend their money to bring political change. So he's got a right to do that. The sad thing is he's got a horse that's carrying him, and it's called the Democratic Party. And they have moved that far left. All right, can we walk this path together? Who are we talking about? Those that believe in government vaccine mandates claiming public health protection. Can they walk with those that believe in the paramount importance of personal health choices? Can those two walk together? How about those that believe the U.S. is fundamentally a racist country? Can they walk with those that believe that the U.S. has made great strides against a history of racism and is fundamentally made up of good people with others' interests at heart, regardless of race? Can those that believe in defunding, eliminating, or at least greatly reducing the number of police that we have to protect us, can they walk with those that believe in law and order through a strong domestic enforcement of laws, including increasing the number of police? Can those that believe there are many, numerous gender types and identities, can they walk together with those that believe there are two genders, male and female? Can those that believe religion interferes with a healthy society walk together with those that believe freedom of religion of all kinds, is a critical part of a healthy society. Can they walk together? Can can those that believe homeless should be provided with a tent and needles and doses of drugs as a means of taking care of them, can they walk with those that believe the homeless should be removed from where they are in our cities and either trained to work or given mental health assistance. Can those that believe the government can solve problems like poverty by taxing and spending, can they walk together with those that believe the government is the problem and the free market and expansion of the private sector economy is the only way to solve economic woes?
Can those that believe selecting our president should be by total votes nationwide, can they walk together with those that believe the Electoral College system levels the vote to give proper strength to each state and its voters? Can they walk together? We have many more questions for you to think about. Can we walk with those that disagree with us on these fundamental issues? And these disagreements that I am describing are not minor. They're significant. We're going to talk about a few more of them on the other side of this break. Make sure to stay with us. In the meantime, jot down on that yellow pad, my pillow. Just write my pillow. Why? Because your next purchase should be a my pillow or one of its products, which are outstanding. I have them. They are truly outstanding. During this short break, go to parkerdk.com. Great website. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Somehow fall for me. You always be love's great martyr. And I'll be the flattered fool. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. Blake Shelton this week. Yes, I know, I know. Some of you listen to hear the uh, intellectual opinion, but others strictly for the music. And Blake Shelton brings it. So we're talking about whether we can walk this path together because there are such divergent views of the world that currently exist in our country, and we're talking about some of them. For you to ask the question, can folks with that view versus that view walk together in, in, in solidarity as Americans, both, all, as Americans, united? The United States, with people that believe that the controlling party in the U.S. Senate should be able to change public policy without any support or compromise from the other party. Can that person walk with one who believes the U.S. Senate is a deliberative, is the deliberative House of Congress? and is there to avoid wild policy swings, thereby requiring compromise, in fact. Can those two walk together? How about any U.S. citizen and even those who are not yet legal U.S. citizens, some believe, should have the right to vote because they live here. They've gotten into the country. And they should be able to vote without any identification, just walking up, I'd like to vote. 
Don't know if they're a citizen. Don't know where they live. Well, under most plans, you do know where they live, but they don't have to present ID. Versus somebody that believes in election integrity is paramount and ID should be required as well as proof of citizenship. Do we want to have folks who are not citizens electing our president, for example? I mean, think of the dangers of that, the national security dangers of that. You're not a citizen, so you come here from one of our enemies in the world, and thousands come and they go to a particular district and they get a U.S. senator elected or something. What if that were to occur? Hmm. So can those two walk together? Can a person that believes the U.S. should apologize for its destructive incursions into other sovereign countries and should go on an apology tour, can, can that person walk with one who believes that the U.S. has helped millions of people around the world and is a beacon of freedom and hope to the whole world when we keep our word, and we should only apologize when we don't keep our word. There's a difference between those two people. Can they walk together? How about one who believes that every gun death is due to the millions of guns in circulation and our lack of gun control. Can that person walk together with one who believes that gun deaths are due to a lack of law and order and uh, people could be saved with strengthened support of the Second Amendment, in fact? How about those that believe that disinformation should be banned from the public square and the marketplace of ideas? Can that person walk with Someone who believes that one person's disinformation is another person's truth. And that we we must have an open and robust public square debate, especially as it relates to unpopular ideas. Can those two walk together? You got somebody over here that believes we need more states. Let's add some states. Someone over here that says 50 is just fine. Or more justices to the Supreme Court because they don't like the current makeup of the court. While others believe in the tradition and soundness of nine. Which are on the Supreme Court. How about folks walking together? On the bridge in Selma. How about that location? Can one who believes that MLK's ideas are outdated and should be replaced by BLM's ideas? That's Black Lives Matter ideas. Can that person walk with one who should be judged based, who believes in being judged based on the content of their character rather than the color of their skin? Many in BLM no longer believe in MLK's dream, or at least the way in which he wanted to go about achieving it. How about those that believe white supremacists are the biggest terror threat to the United States 
versus those that believe radical Islamic terror is the still the biggest terror threat to the United States. Can can they walk together? How about those that believe that open borders is a humane policy to protect those from the dangers of their own country who want to come here versus those that believe that a secure border with enforcement of specific entry requirements is important to maintaining our sustainable society. Well, what about those that believe using the prefix misses is a microaggression versus those that believe using the pretext misses is a sign of respect? Huh. Can they walk together? You know, interesting things to ponder this week until next week when we'll talk again. Four o'clock Sundays, join us on the Victory Hour. And until next week, have a great week. are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.